Hey everybody, I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey everybody, it's Marty. I'm with Clay Mills in the Songtown studio. We're glad to be back today. Clay's giving you a thumbs up if you're watching us on YouTube. <laughs> um, I'm going to spring a topic on Clay today like we've been doing. Um, my topic for today, Clay, is adding more emotion to your lyrics. So I want us to talk about how you can get lyrics that are more emotional. You have any initial thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I love this idea because often I think lyric writers especially are trying to be clever. And I think that so much of writing emotional lyrics is learning to write the truth and not just learning to write the truth, but making it believable. I mean, I I think pretty much no matter what you're doing, if you're a singer, you've got to make every word you're singing believable. If you're a lyric writer, every word you write has got to be believable. And that's a trick. I mean, and it's often hard for people starting out to figure out how to make something believable. But I think without that, you know, you're not, nothing else works, you know. Absolutely. I, I think the more honest and real it feels, the much better chance you have of, of it being emotional and connecting emotionally with your audience. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't connect with the singer that you want to sing the song and or the audience when they're singing it, you've wasted your time, you know. And, and so the only way you're going to connect with people is that they feel something when they hear your song. And so it's really important to concentrate on feeling words. One of the things I do sometimes is after I write a song, I'll go back and I circle the feeling words that I use. And if uh, someone told me yesterday about a a book called the feelings thesaurus, which I'm going to check out. Mm -hmm. Um, But they said, you know, you can look up and find all different words for anger and things like that. You know, using different words can help using, um, words that describe more depth, you know, like if you say it really hurt me when you left me, you know, there, there's some emotion in that. If you say, I thought I would die when you left me, I go, Oh, okay. That's a much deeper level of emotion. And, you know, not every emotion that we describe in a song has to be deep, but the more vividly you can describe what the singer is feeling, the more the audience is going to feel it and understand it. So, if we want the audience to understand that the singer didn't know how they were going to carry on when this person left them, we need to say more than really hurt me when, when you left me. Do you think today, Marty, I've noticed this, like just from over the years watching headlines or or watching song titles, or it seems like the world is more dramatic now. Yeah. And so so. sometimes I think, I think sometimes to reach people now, subtlety isn't always your best friend. I mean, I'm a big lover of subtlety, but I think, you know, a lot of times today, you've got to be a little bit more in someone's face with how you feel and and how you think, you know, and I, I don't think it's always been like that. But for me, I think today it's changed a little bit. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think too, I did a, um, like a five day workshop one time on public speaking and I gave my speech and, and the feedback was you're, you're really understated in what 
what you're communicating. You know, it, it doesn't what the content is good, but I'm not feeling it because it doesn't look like you're feeling it. Right. And they had me, they had me be, he, the teacher said, I want you to come out and be so dramatic that you think we're going to laugh at you. And I went out and I did the same speech that way. And people gave me a standing ovation. Wow. To me, if, to me, it felt dramatically overstated, but to them, it just communicated that I really believed and felt what I'm talking about. And I think that happens a lot in our songs. You know, we, we think, oh, wow, I'm really describing pain in this. And someone reads it and goes or listens to it. And they like, that doesn't seem like they're hurting all that bad. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So I, I think it's really important to dig for emotion. I, I teach an advanced master class in which the, the emotion is the only thing we talk about. We talk about how to, to communicate different kinds of emotion, how to dig deeper for emotion. Um, and sometimes when I'm mentoring, I'll ask a person, you know, what is this singer feeling in this song? And they'll go, um, I, I don't know exactly. And my response will be, that's how it feels. It feels like someone's singing about something they don't really know about. And so I think it's really important. One of the things I teach is you have to understand what the singer's feeling in every song before you can communicate that. So a lot of times I'll have people write down the feeling that the singer is feeling in this song. You know, is this about loneliness? Is this about hope? Is this about fear? And, you know, really identifying what the singer is feeling in that song and then keeping on coming back to that feeling to make sure we're being authentic to it. And one trick I have to have them do is I'll have them um, write about a scenario that they've been in and they brainstorm, you know, what are the things you felt? What was going through your mind? What was what happened in your body when that experience happened, you know, and getting them to kind of get back into that space and really feel it helps them go, okay, now I can talk about this authentically because I'm clear on what the singer feels, how I've felt that in the past, what I did in response to that feeling. And that can really help you get into a space where you're going to communicate those feelings more clearly. Yeah, man. And I think that's a big thing that separates the men from the boys when you're writing songs is, you know, when we first start out writing, maybe we got our heart broke and we wrote a a song about it and we're real clear about what our emotion is. I mean, we're feeling the pain, we're feeling the hurt and we're putting those words out as you say, okay, well, I want to be a songwriter and you realize, okay, I can't get my heart broke every day. Okay. So I've got to write about other things. And so that's where the difference comes. Can you have that same mental clarity and focus even when you you don't have a life, you know, happening that that totally focuses you? You know, Jason Duke told me one time that inspiration needs desperation. No, he didn't say that. He said inspiration <laughs> needs direction, you know, and we have that direction whenever we get our heart broke or we lose a loved one. Or we find a new love that, you know, we never thought we'd find. But it's learning to find that direction and focus when you're writing about anything. And I think that's that's where the magic is. You know, another thing, Marty, I don't know if this was on your list, but as you were talking, 
I was thinking about how one of the things that robs a lot of songs that I look at, a lot of lyrics from emotion, is little technical mistakes in there. And, you know, things like, say your chorus title of of your song is um, Everybody's Had a Heartache. And so that's the big line in the chorus. Well, a lot of people I'll see will go, they'll use heart or heartache or heartbreak or something in the verse a couple of times. And then what happens is when you get to the chorus, you don't feel any emotion when you hit that word heartache because you've already used it in your verse or you've used a a facsimile of it, you know, a part of the word. So to me, little, there's so many little mistakes. And if you're not a technically proficient writer, you might luck out and write a great song occasionally, but more often than not, if you don't understand the mechanics of great songwriting, you're going to rob your songs of emotion because you're you're taking away from the punch of that that song. Yeah, I um, gave feedback on a song today in, in which it was a really emotional story. I could tell that the emotion, the story was very emotional, um, and but I wasn't feeling any of it, and it's partly because I it was confusing. I wasn't understanding what was going on in the song, and so I had to try to stop and guess what was happening right here. And so, you know, the lack of clarity, and you mentioned earlier, I think, um, be, trying to be too clever, all those things can get in the way of emotion coming through, even if you've got it in the song. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing I was going to mention is, you know, people, I think, have taken lots of songwriting classes in which they were told, well, your songs have to have furniture. Mm-hmm. And by furniture, they mean, like pictures or nouns or, you know, things you can see. But what I see a lot of times is people paint these amazing pictures. I can see everything in my mind, but it has no significance. I don't understand. I don't understand how grandpa's old blue Ford truck means anything to the singer. And so it's just an old blue Ford truck like any other I've seen and it doesn't matter. So I think a lot of times we lean on, pictures and we we forget that you know everything in my song needs to matter so if if i'm talking about grandpa's old blue truck i need to tell you why it's important and why it's in this song and what it you know how it matters to me and what it makes me think of or remember those kind of things there's a song called ghost in this house that hugh prestwood wrote Mm. that really does a great job of painting pictures but also showing feelings and i won't quote the whole thing but it starts off um, I don't pick up the mail. I don't pick up the phone. I don't answer the door. I just assume be alone. In those four lines, we can see in our head, this person that's depressed and lonely and sad just from those actions that they describe. Right. And then, you know, it, like I don't live in these walls. I just rattle around things like that. I'm just a ghost in this house. They're describing feelings while they're painting pictures, which is brilliant. And, you know, that's kind of songwriting high, high level stuff, but that's what we want to shoot for is we want to have pictures and things that people can visualize, but we also need to have that connection to the emotion that the singer's feeling. Yeah. I think another thing that a lot of people, since you're brought up this idea of 
things people learn and then they try to put into their songs. Songtown member sent me an email earlier about a song that was out, a new song by Tim McGraw on a record called Standing Room Only. And they were, com- they were perplexed because they were going, well, it doesn't talk about crowds and, uh, you know, at my stadium show and it doesn't have in there, you know, nobody shows, you know, if I was writing it, the first verse would have been about, well, I used to throw parties and nobody would come. And, and, you know, and I said, well, the cool thing about this song is they're using standing room only at the end of the course to talk about basically when everyone's at my funeral, I want it to be a packed house because I lived a good life. And so the song is more about living a good life. And if you had thrown all these images in there about people standing room only and big crowds and stadiums and parties, and it's like, I would have all of a sudden, I would have not felt any emotion from this song at all. So we have to be careful when we learn these things, you know, that, you know, writing to the hook was what he was talking about. It was written to the hook, but it was written to the hook in a fresh way um, and not the obvious way for standing room only. And I think that we have to be careful that we don't clutter our songs up with trying to think logically and, and not thinking from the heart and not thinking originally. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, I mean, we can't let what we learn get in the way of writing a good song with too much furniture and that sort of thing. Everything's a balance, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying this is a bad exercise, but I went to a seminar early in my career and they taught, they said, you know, come up with your title and then get a blank piece of paper and write down everything you can think of in relation to that title. And that's fine to do, but but your song doesn't need to sound like you put all those words in a bag and shook it up and threw it out, and that's the lyric. Yes, you know you you don't want to have just every single word you can think of related to river in your song, just because there's rivers in the title. You know, right. and like you mentioned, you know we we teach a lot of times you don't want to take the first exit off the interstate. So the most obvious way that somebody would write a title. Is probably the most obvious way everybody would write. Exactly. A lot of times, if we think about it, we can find a, a go on down the road and find another exit off the interstate that that's going to be a little more unique and different. And it sounds like that's what happened in standing room only. So yeah, and in fact, I love that analogy, Marty. We should do a whole episode on taking the first exit or not taking the first exit, and just give some people some strategies for that. Cause that, I think that would be a, a great thing to learn. Hey, I want to talk about our friends at Sweetwater who sponsor this podcast. Um, I don't talk about Sweetwater because they sponsor the podcast. The main reason I talk about Sweetwater is that they have fed my equipment addiction for many decades, probably, <laughs> probably close to two decades. I have been getting my audio and video equipment from Sweetwater. And, you know, I just can't say enough about them. They're great guys. They know me way too well. They even send me candy in my boxes, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> they do that, don't they? I know. Yeah, there's a link in the show notes to some books Clay and I've written. Clay's got a great book on melody writing that's now out on Audible. 
and we've got a book on lyric writing that's coming soon to Audible and one on co-writing, which is the only one in the world, we think, on co-writing. So check those out. Check out Songtown. We'd love to see you and have you join our community. See you next time.